The Water Cooler is a storytelling event held monthly at the Basement Theatre in Auckland. Our theme for this episode is Holiday, Tales of Escape. Quick note, this was told live and language and themes might not be for everyone. Our speaker Eli Kent is a writer, actor and director in theatre and film with a Masters in Creative Writing from Victoria University. Eli's biggest hobby is collecting bad habits. Here's Eli's story. I think I was about 10 and uh, the holidays were approaching the end of the year and my mum got really paranoid because I was terrible at swimming um, that I would just drown. Uh, I could, I would like doggy paddle. Um, do you know, is that a normal thing or is that just something that I, doggy paddling? I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I would call it. I guess everyone calls it that. Um, and and uh, I had one leg shorter than the other so I'm just like a sort of just mental, I don't go anywhere in the water, I just kind of, and I, don't, I didn't know how to float then either. Um, I was pretty bad, but I could, you know, I could get places eventually. Uh, and, but she was just terrified that if I went out on the surf, I would just immediately just go under and that would be it. So she took me to the Boys and Girls Institute in, um, in Wellington, the BGI. Uh, it's a, it's a swimming, bunch of swimming pools or something. Um, where they teach kids to swim. And uh, I just remember being like, yay high, how old are 10 year olds? I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> the height of the reception desk, as she was explaining to the receptionist how bad I was, <laughs> um, going like, uh, you don't understand. <laughs> He's, look, like, you could put him, like, look, I know he looks like he should be able to be at this level, but don't, like, he's really bad. <laughs> uh, so just don't underestimate how bad he is. <laughs> and I was kind of on board with it because she'd convinced me I was terrible as well, going like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and then so the, the day arrived and she dropped me off and she didn't like, she sort of just left me with the instructor, instructor and left. And this guy looked at me and was like, oh, hey, buddy. And then kind of started talking to me. He was sort of surprised and he started talking to me kind of like I was, uh, like I was a baby, like very sort of patronizingly. <laughs> And I remember being a little confused by that. And then he was like, yeah, come with me. And then he took me through, into, like, past the big pool. We were kind of walking down from the deep end to the shallower end of the big pool, past these, like, groups who I can only imagine were called, like, the dolphins and the sharks. <laughs> and then he took me into this back room with this pool, which was, like, this, was, like, two, is it two feet deep? It just filled to the brim with toddlers. <laughs> And I was like, this isn't for me, but okay. Uh, and then handed me off to this woman who was equally confused. But again, I was starting to figure out that they must think that I was sort of mentally disabled or something. So they didn't want to say anything about it. They didn't want to offend anyone. And so they, everyone was just playing along. She went, yeah, sure, get in. And it was me and kids half my size who could barely, probably just learned to walk. And other people looking at me and laughing and me being too polite to, 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 to say anything and thinking, and also like a part of me, because mama drilled it into me, a part of me was like, maybe I need this. <laughs> and, then, and, then she, and then this woman was like, okay, everyone, right, we'll get your flipper boards. And then she like, was guiding the other kids across the pool. It was like, like from like there to there, like, like four meters or something. And, and then she kind of did it to me as well. And it took like two seconds because I was just walking. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, and now we're going to get used to having our heads underwater. 
And so she like went down the line, and the whole time she was looking at me like, when when I get, to, what am I going to do when I get down? And there was this this little plastic chair that was under the water, and she would sort of dunk the kids. And she finally she got to me, and she sort of just went through with it, like she I just, she didn't know she was like going on like running on autopilot, sort of got me and sort of dunked me, and I just sat on the chair, and the water just it came up to my nipples, so. I don't remember how I escaped. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, have a, I have this feeling that this is the same summer, and because I remember being also 10, but then I thought maybe, I just all my, maybe I'm just 10 in all my memories because I can't <laughs> imagine going back that far. But My family used to go to this place called Blue Bay, Blue Bay Motor Camp in Mahia, which was this huge campground. Um, it was set like, in the shade of all, a bunch of pine trees. It was like paradise in my memory. It's amazing. Um, right by the beach. Um, it's not there anymore because a, this property developer brought, uh, bought it and turned it into a bunch of condos and batches and stuff. Well, no, he didn't. He wanted to. He, I don't know if it was a he. It was, they wanted to. Um, and they think they built one and then some anonymous locals just burned it down and it's just been sitting there. <laughs> the, this under, undeveloped land has been sitting there ever since and no one can like holiday on it or anything or, you know. Um, anyway, that's another story. Um, but we would go there with these family friends and we'd uh, create this big uh, group of families with this big sort of tent city all, all situated around a, a hub where we would have uh, group dinners together and all the kids at night would get together and we all knew each other really well and I still know a lot of, a lot of some of them. A lot of some of them? Um, and and uh, we would play Spotlight and, at night time and all that sort of stuff and it was great. Um, and they were, so of the kids that were around my age that I would hang out with, um, uh, George and his younger brother Henry from one family, and then Tom, uh, who was a year older than me and George, uh, his younger brother Ben. And then that, th both those guys had two older brothers, uh, Jack and, and Jake, who would have been about 15. And then also on holiday would have been my sister, who's about five years older than me, and her boyfriend Nick, who I remember was really cool and was really into Jimi Hendrix and had dreads and could play the guitar with his teeth. And we all thought he was awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so George, Henry, Tom, Ben and I, we, uh, we decided one day, we made a fort in one of the valleys of the sand juice. We made, we just like kind of knocked up this fort. Like it wasn't a big thing. We weren't like playing. We were just like, oh, let's build a fort. And then the next day we came back and the, just like the valley over on the other side of the dune was this, these other kids had built another fort and they'd used some of our driftwood, thus compromising the structural integrity of our fort. And so we like squared off with them. And I remember the, the, the biggest, like, this is, it might just be because I'm filtering this memory through like a haze of like, uh, more, like afternoon cartoons and stuff, but my memory is that like the group were like the the nigger version of us. They were like there were exactly five of them, and they were all our like evil counterparts. Or maybe we were the evil counterparts, but it was like the rowdy rough boys to the Powerpuff Girls, or the the, the I think they called like the Psycho Rangers. But um, and my 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 counterpart was 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 I, I, in my memory is wearing a bandana like Josh Brolin from The Goonies. Um, if anyone, or Rambo, I guess, but in me, it's, like, it's just Roland from the Goonies. Um, and he was called Kyle in my memory. It's probably completely incorrect. But um, anyway, so we, we confronted them about it, and we, and, and we sort of had this standoff, and then we decided that we were going to come back 
kind of at midday and like this was decided both groups decided we were going to have a battle like we were going to fight and over the turf and um but we had to go away and kind of prepare and so we went and we we, we all like found driftwood and stuff and we were like yeah and i was like cool and I, like some people would like had the big log like they were going like gimli style but i was like no i'm going to be a ninja and i had little driftwood pieces um <laughs> that would not have been effective but um <laughs> And, and then, and then, but then, two of the, the Henry and Ben, the two younger guys, they they were kind of thinking really logically about the thing. They're like, "Well, if we want to win, we should get the older boys, the 14, 15 year olds, to come and and help us win the fight and just beat up these other kids." And I was like, "Okay, I feel like if we're the good guys, they should be like at least equal odds. And if we have, but sure, you know, the other guys kind of wanted to win more than they wanted to tell a good story. We were like, okay." Uh, it was, you know, we, I guess we voted, we didn't really vote, but it was decided, the group decided we were going to go get these other guys, and we went and got them, and they were, um, they were really keen uh, to, um, uh, to, to, to help, because I think watching a bunch of, like, six to ten-year-olds wage war against each other would have sounded like the perfect afternoon's entertainment to them. <laughs> Um, yeah, so with our now uh, sizable gang of, of little warriors, we, we, we met our foes once more atop the sand dune, separating the two forts, and um, I, I, there was this standoff. I remember it being kind of, uh, yeah, the, the sun high in the sky and us kind of, oh, what do we do? We're gonna, everyone we sort of met, and then no one really knew what the next step was and how to... <laughs> how to push it forward. And so we just sort of started yelling stuff at each other and being like, well, you, meh, and then trying to, like, we knew we needed to get angry enough to break ranks and... Um, and it seemed like some kind of a breaking point was, it was getting closer and I was kind of, I'd, I'd angled myself, so I was adjacent to my, to, to Kyle with the bandana. And, um, and, but then at that point, the, the older kids started getting kind of, nervous like through their uh, kind of we don't care attitude they started going like oh actually maybe seeing a bunch of little kids beat the shit out of each other won't be that much fun and maybe we'll be held accountable later on <laughs> for, for not intervening so they started saying stuff like oh, i uh, hey guys come on maybe we just chill out you know like um and <laughs> Um, and, I, and I was going, uh, part of me was like, no, don't, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, you guys are supposed to be, you're supposed to, you're supposed to like stomp through and lay waste like the ants. You're not supposed to, like, what are you, what, why are you brokering peace? Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, I could feel the other kids like on my side and also both sides, the lust for battle kind of waning. Um, and then my sister's boyfriend, Nick, uh, was like, hey, why are we even doing this? And every, we just sort of, everyone sort of feel them starting to ask themselves that question. And I was getting desperate. And I was like, no, 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 this is not, something needs to happen how, now or, or, or nothing will happen. And then just my, like, Kyle, my counterpart, my nigger twin, he started to sort of, I saw, I saw him out of the corner of my eyes, like, edging round, like, slightly, like he was gonna, he's gonna attack my flank. And I was like, it's strange. It's like, okay, like the feeling of crossing into danger is like uh, stepping from hot sand into cold water. And, and you, have to, you have to go full speed at it. You can't, you can't go halfway. So I just, I jumped him and I grappled him. 
and, and I had him like quite easily on the ground with his face and I was just pushing his face into the sand. <laughs> I was surprised by how easy it was and I think he was quite surprised too because I think he, he might have just been adjusting his footing. <laughs> and I was just grinding his face into the sand and, and I'd kind of, I'd assumed I'd hoped that the, the, this would be the moment that the front line would break and the carnage would commence, that, that, that others, uh, the others like me had just been waiting for an excuse. And I, I thought that this, with this one kind of wild act, I had destroyed civilization. Um, but after about 10 seconds of me just furiously <laughs> smushing this kid's face into the sand, I heard somebody call my name and I looked up to see everyone just staring at me. Um, and nobody had moved. And everybody was just, they looked quite bewildered. Um, and then George was like, Eli, what are, you, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I stood up. And then Kyle got up and sort of staggered, staggered to rejoin his friends. And he looked quite rattled. He had sand still all over his face. And I just felt, I remember feeling very cheated. Like everyone was looking at me like I was the one who'd killed the mood. <laughs> and I didn't understand that. And... Um, there was no victory or defeat. There was tin spaghetti for lunch and later on beach cricket. <laughs> and of course, lots of swimming, doggy paddling mostly, provided, provided my mum was watching and that I remembered at all times not to let myself go too deep. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much to Eli for sharing his story. If you've got a great story to tell or would like to hear any of our previous episodes, visit us at thewatercooler.co.nz. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. This episode was produced by Roma Moreau, thanks to creator and director Sarah Finnegan-Walsh, and a special thanks to The Basement Theatre and The Wireless for their continued support. I'm your host, Joseph Harper. Join us again for more stories from The Water Cooler.